My memories of the UN Conference on the Human Environment in 1972 are rose-tinted, infused with the warm glow of the midnight sun, that wonderful northern latitude phenomenon in which the sun in June never sets. I was in Stockholm as a young journalist, promoting a magazine on alternative energy and writing a report on the conference for the Irish Times. In my report, I welcomed the idealistic sentiments expressed in the Stockholm Declaration on the Human Environment, but lamented the failure of the official conference to tackle the underlying causes of environmental degradation or to propose practical solutions. Fortunately, these topics were, as I reported, addressed with enthusiasm in unofficial Stockholm side events, such as the Environment Forum and the People's Technology Exhibition. It's easy to forget today how poor public and governmental awareness of environmental and sustainability issues was in 1972. Seminal reports like the Limits to Growth had only just been published, and there was little or no awareness of climate change. A big debate in the Environment Forum in 72 was on the perceived need to curb population growth or whether technological progress would instead be the key to solving the world's environmental problems. Now, in 2012, world population has almost trebled to 7 billion, world GDP has grown in real terms by more than six times, and with technological progress still rapidly accelerating, those issues are still highly relevant. The Stockholm 72 Declaration lacked legislative force, but it did succeed in raising awareness of environmental issues and led to the creation of the United Nations Environment Programme. Twenty years after Stockholm, at Rio de Janeiro in 1992, the UN Conference on Environment and Development produced more awareness-raising documents, principally the Rio Declaration on Environment and Development, which included a set of 27 sustainable development principles, and Agenda 21, a detailed set of guidelines on how countries should go about implementing sustainable development. This had been defined in the 1987 UN Brundtland Commission report as development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. Rio 92 also concluded two important legally binding international agreements, the Convention on Climate Change, which led to the Kyoto Agreement on Limiting Global Greenhouse Gas Emissions, and the Convention on Biodiversity. Ten years on from Rio, the UN World Summit on Sustainable Development in Johannesburg in 2002 brought together governmental and non-governmental organisations to try to stimulate more action on implementing the declarations of previous summits. It specified five factors essential for sustainable development – water, energy, health, agriculture and biodiversity, summarised as WEHAB – a central focus of the discussions was on how to achieve sustainable consumption and production, though what these terms should mean in practice was controversial, and the conference resulted in few concrete outcomes apart from a final Johannesburg declaration. Now, in June 2012, 20 years from the first Rio conference, Brazil is hosting the United Nations Conference on Sustainable Development. This extract from the draft conference declaration expresses its overall aim. To renew our commitment to sustainable development and express our determination to pursue the green economy in the context of sustainable development and poverty eradication, we further affirm our resolve to strengthen the institutional framework for sustainable development. 
Strengthening the institutional framework is UN speak for modifying existing UN institutions, such as the Commission on Sustainable Development or the Environment Programme, or creating new ones to speed up the worldwide sustainable development process. Rio Plus 20 will address the need to create employment in a global recession and build sustainable cities to house the world's growing population, while providing sustainable energy for all and creating an efficient system to feed everyone without further degrading the environment. This increasing population will also require access to fresh water and to reduce its impact on the world's oceans. Pre-Rio, however, major debates raged behind the scenes. The North-South divide, in which the interests of the richer, mainly northern, developed countries don't coincide with those of the poorer, mainly southern, developing countries, has been a source of continuing disputes ever since Stockholm. The developing countries see the developed world as largely to blame for the environmental problems of the planet, arguing that the richer countries should therefore shoulder most of the costs of transition to a more sustainable world economy. But the wealthy countries are reluctant to make major commitments, especially in the current climate of worldwide economic turbulence. Another major debate is about the meaning of the term green economy. Many conservative corporations and governments see it as just a more benign, less environmentally destructive way of enabling our current growth and profit-oriented economy to progress towards a more sustainable future. But green, left-wing groups and governments see the creation of truly green economy as necessitating a major transition to a radically different economic and political system, one in which market forces are subordinated to considerations of social need, equity and ecological balance. At present, with just a week or so to go, the prospects for concrete action emerging from Rio Plus 20 seem poor, though we could be pleasantly surprised. What seems likely to emerge is a road map outlining possible ways forward, leading by 2015 to clear definitions of sustainable development goals, targets for production and consumption, follow-up reports, and specific actions in areas such as energy and water. The Rio Plus 20 debates will be covered extensively in the mainstream media such as the BBC in the weeks before and during the conference. You can also get more information and get involved in some of the debates via the official UN website and the unofficial website Earth Summit 2012. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu/itunesu.